Next level sketch. Next level sketch. Next level sketch. Next level sketch. Well, hello, Next Level Sketchers. This is Paul Creasy from Next Level Sketch, and you're listening to Episode 7 of the Next Level Sketch podcast. Next Level Sketch is affiliated with Hoopla Impro, and our live shows are still on hiatus due to wanting people to stay alive. In the meantime, we've been doing this podcast since April to stop our busy sketch writers from doing amusingly exaggerated parodies of their friends and family or satirising assorted objects around their homes. Before we get started with episode 7, there's just enough time for our regular segment here on the Next Level Sketch podcast, Who's Been Attacked by a Bird This Week? This week's unlucky attackee is Clive Mist from Basingstoke, who had an unfortunate run-in with a seagull on his way to the bus stop that left him both confused and short of some crisps. Unlucky Clive, but remember what we always say here on the Next Level Sketch podcast, if you go outside, you might be attacked by a bird. Here's episode 7. And now it's time for the British summer weather. Today will be the one nice day of the year with an outbreak of picnics. Expect quiche, warm beer and pastry. There will be reduced clothing so look out for white flesh and bad feet. In the ear area you can expect wasps with regular buzzing and dread. Scattered ants will appear over arms with flies floating in your pims. The sun will be intermittent with widespread moaning. Typical. Temperatures will rise at the price of a 99, like robbery. but fall later when a dog steals a sausage roll before realising it's yours. Oi. And looking ahead to tomorrow, you can expect hangovers with some local red patches, peeling starting on shoulders before moving to your southern areas. And of course, rain. Is this the Black Lace Fan Club meeting? Yes! Yes it is! I'm the chairperson, Mary Ann Susie Baby. Lovely to meet you. So what brings you along to this meeting? Well, I'm just a massive fan of Agadoo. Let me stop you there. There is only one rule of Black Lace Fan Club, and that is that we do not mention that song. But it's their biggest hit. It's sold! Agadoo? Not interested, mate. Here, we discuss their work from 1979 to 1983, then 1985 to the present day. We make occasional exceptions for any of the earlier incarnations of the band from 1969 onwards. So sure, you could discuss Love or Confusion, The Impact or Penny Arcade, but we don't discuss that year. What, 1984? Never heard of it. I've made myself clear. Crystal? I wanted to open this week's meeting with a discussion on 1979 Eurovision number no. 7 song, Mary Ann. I have a question. We generally prefer statements at our meetings, but go on. Which Black Lace song was re-released the previous year at number 64 in the UK charts? Gangbang. I think we both know that Gangbang was released in 1989. Then I'm sorry, but I know not what you refer to. If I were to, I don't know, push pineapple, shake the tree, what would grind my coffee? Why are you doing this? I've just gone to the left, jumped to the right, and then down to my knees. Stop! Just stop! 
It's like a do, all right? It's like a bloody do. Just please stop. Look, I just don't understand why we can't talk about their biggest hit. You mean Yorkshire Band of the Year, 1977? You ask me why I don't want to reduce these legends of Northern novelty party music to their one major hit? Well, I'll tell you. It's the dance. The dance? Yeah, that stupid dance. You bend your elbows in and squat and squawk like a goddamn chicken and... It's just embarrassing. Uh, that's the birdie song by the Tweets. What? Yeah, Agadoo has a totally different dance. You start by clapping your hands, then waving them in the air. Then you aggressively point your fingers until the chorus hits when you shake a fake cocktail. <laughs> I love it. And now we are, God, privileged to witness the majesty of nature as the female rhino, tentative at first, <sighs> and cut. Was that all right? Yes, great stuff, Sir Randy. Very evocative. It's just... Well, what is it, man? Spit it out? It's just... Uh, could you look less visibly aroused when the rhinos start mating? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's just, just look at them. They're just so damn horny. I know, Sir Randy, I know, but try to contain yourself. Okay, it looks like the rhinos are ready for another bash. Positions, everyone, and action! And as the sun sets over the Serengeti, our shy couple prepares to dance the eternal dance, the dance of copulation. And now the male rhino, with no rival in his sights, prepares to stick his massive hard rhino cock all the way. And cut. I know, I know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. For God's sake, man, we were so close. I was so close too. So Randy, for the last time, this is a serious nature documentary for the BBC. We can't have you sounding like you're about to spunk. People will write in to complain. You are, of course, completely correct. I just don't know what quite came over me. I'll comport myself with the utmost dignity this time. I swear on Nanny's life. Right, okay. Lights, sound, rhinos ready, and action! The rhinos come together, and then the male gently withdraws. The rhino is a gravely endangered species, and it must be hoped that these graceful animals... Cut, cut, cut. Oh, come on! I was a model of proprietary there. I didn't even have a semi-on. No, no, it's not that. Well, what's the issue? We missed the cum shot. No. Yes, and our rhino fluffer is on holiday this week. Well, if you need to make it work in the edit, I could always, um... <clears throat> no, thank you, Sir Andy. Sorry, is, is this Sarcastics Anonymous? No. This is a message from the Next Level Sketch Radiophonic Workshop. Summer is ending. Get your board games and take them out of the attic. Now. Monster Listings Magazine. Can I help you? Hello, I want to put in a listing for my vampire sleepover next Wednesday. Castle, Transylvania. Please bring your own coffin, 6pm prompt. Um, this is a listings magazine for 
monsters. Well, I am Count Dracula, so I think I qualify. Count what? Dracula. You know, fangs, creepy castle, not comfortable with daylight. I don't know. Gonna have to ask my superior. Oi, Daphne, fella here says he's Mr. Jaguar, wants to put in a list in. Jaguar? Ah, tell him to contact Time Out. She says you got to call Time Out. Or a local paper. Or local paper. We're monsters only, sorry. No, I am a monster. It's Count, not Mr. Dracula. D-R-A-C-U-L-A. He's spelling his name. I fly into people's houses and suck their blood. He says he flies into people's houses and sucks their blood. Oh, well, that is within our remit. Should be fine then. Mm, this is ringing a bell. Um, it's fine, we can run it. Ask him if he's a Mr. Frankenstein. Are you Frank Einstein? No, Frankenstein. Not Frank Einstein, that's funny, Bertolt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Frank Einstein. Oh, he's gone. Probably gone to suck someone's blood. <laughs> Hi, I'm Carly Minogue, and I know all about spinning around which is why I've opened a revolving sushi restaurant. And when I say revolving, do I mean revolving? Everything spins! The restaurant itself, each individual plate of sushi, your stools. And don't worry, if you start feeling nauseous, just press the emergency button and our waiters will come and spin you in the opposite direction. Welcome to Mother of the Bride from Hell! Our first mum this week is Jane from Stevenage, who is competing to win a Volkswagen Beetle and a two-week holiday to Scunthorpe! Jane's daughter Ruth is marrying her childhood sweetheart Liam. And she has no idea that Jane is planning to ruin her big day or that she's being filmed. (laughs) Jane! Your first task was called Destroy the Wedding Dress Fitting by Making It All About You. Let's take a look at how you did. Ta-da! What do you think, Mum? Oh, Ruth, do you really think you have the figure for a mermaid silhouette? You'll suit more of a box cut to show off your restless shoulders. Oh, thanks, Mum. I'll try another one on, I guess. What do you think of this then? Mum, what are you doing? Trying on a dress, love. I thought that was what we were doing today. Yeah, but for me to try on wedding dresses? Because I am the one getting married, remember? Oh, I know, but no harm in me trying a few on, is there? God, would you take a look at me? I look positively gorgeous. Your father is going to go wild when he sees me in this on the big day. What do you mean? You're not actually wearing a wedding dress to my wedding, are you? Well, what else am I going to wear? Oh, you always do this. Make everything about you. Like at my graduation, when you walked out onto the stage uninvited and sang an a cappella version of Shirley Bassey's Greatest Love of All. 
And how can we forget about my engagement party? <laughs> when you told everyone that Uncle Kevin isn't actually my uncle. But the third person in yours and Dad's marriage. I'd been sailing with Uncle Kevin. And there we have it, Jane pushing her daughter to storm out of the wedding dress fitting. You brought her to nervous collapse in less than 10 minutes. A new record! You seem like the kind of mother that would make someone wish they hadn't been born. Or at most, wish you hadn't given up smoking whilst pregnant. Well done, Jane! Sketches are like little ghosts of the past come into your ears for fun. Yeah. All right, are you ready to blow up these rocks then? I sure am. I brought my petard. Sorry, your petard? As in the 16th century French bomb? Yeah, that's the one. It's a very underrated bomb in my view. Yeah, but aren't you worried that you might be hoist by it? What? Hoist? By this petard, which belongs to me? What a weird choice of words. Why on earth would that happen? Well, my previous knowledge of the petard exclusively amounted to the Shakespearean phrase hoist by your own petard. In fact, I don't think I've ever actually seen a petard before. Oh, so Shakespeare was right about everything, was he? Do you believe that witches exist? Or that daggers can float? Are ghosts real? This is unbelievable. Just because I finally found a bomb I like, you... Oh, God! Although I suppose technically he was more scattered than hoist. stole the car. Who is that man opening the bonnet? One of their hands is bigger than the other. Try it now. Thanks, handyman. Our greatest story is not in never stalling, but in restarting every time we stall. Like me, you're sick of novelty sushi restaurants? Come along to my simple fish restaurant by the bay. Though I only let in customers who tell the truth about potatoes. That's right. Chips don't lie. 
Introducing the revolutionary Monster Fat Loss Plan. Want to lose fat fast without dieting or moving? With Monster Plan you can. Our expert monster trainers do the work for you and will give you results to die for. Monsters can be shipped straight to your door in 24 hours. If you want instant visible results, this is the plan for you. But don't just take my word for it. Let's hear from some of our happy monster planners. Hi, I'm Karen. I tried everything I could to lose weight, you know. Like ordering Diet Coke with my Big Mac meal instead of regular. Nothing worked. I couldn't fit into my favourite shell suit bottoms and it was really getting me down. I chose the werewolf plan and I lost 3 stone in 3 minutes. Sure, I also lost a leg, but I have never been this light. I'm so happy, I feel giddy. And I'm certain that feeling isn't just from the blood loss. Hi, I'm Chris and I had so much body fat. I was only going to the gym 14 times a week and only had a six pack. I just had such a hard time reducing that body fat percentage to achieve the 36 pack I wanted. I chose the dragon plan. I burned fat in 30 seconds. Yes, I am a charred skeleton now, but my body fat percentage is zero. Want a body to die for? You can with Monster Fitness Plan. If there's not less of you in 24 hours, we will give you your money back. Well, Steve, I'm sorry to say there are some problems we need to discuss. The Berlin job? But that went perfectly. One shot, target eliminated, clean getaway. It's not your technical performance that's the problem, Steve. We all know you're a very talented assassin. I'm talking about your attitude. Do you remember what you told me during the briefing when I offered you the job? I mean, more or less. You said, and I quote, that you were happy to take it and that you looked forward to working together again in future. And you call yourself a hitman. Sorry? I don't think I follow. Where's the, damn it, you know I'm out of the game. Where's the, okay, one last job, and then you and me are through. Hell, why not show a little ambition, refuse my calls, make me come to your house, then tell me you're retired now and slam the door in my face? When I was looking for someone for the Berlin job, where were you? At my desk? At your desk. You should consider yourself damn lucky I was willing to overlook that and give you a chance. Next time I'll ask someone who knows how the job is done, like Hoffman. He retired on his very first day. But Hoffman killed three guys just last week. And do you know why? Because I tracked him down to a remote Tibetan monastery where he swore he'd renounced violence for life, we had an angry argument, a 30 minute fist fight, and as we both collapsed bloody and exhausted to the ground, he called me a cold hearted son of a bitch for dragging him back to a life he hated, and that once this job was over he never wanted to see me again. And I know that's the kind of attitude he'll show next week as well, and every single goddamn week after that, because he's a pro. None of this, yes sir, happy to help crap. I'm sorry boss, I never realised. I can do things differently, I promise. It's too late for that, Steve. You've had too many chances already, and now you're out. Pack up your desk and leave. But I... Fine, if that's what you really want. And naturally, that means you're off the Moscow hit. I don't want to see your face within a hundred miles of it. Not a problem. You fired me, I'm done. Say that again. I said you fired me, so I'm out. Moscow's someone else's problem now. I'm through with this job and through with you. Goodbye. Hold on for just a second there, Steve. There might be hope for you yet.
Episode 7 of the Next Level Sketch podcast featured sketches written by Ewan Brown, Rachel Kader, James Walsh, Jess Karavik, Roderick Miller, Amelia Charman, Paul Creasy, Greg Davis, Manisha Patel and Ben Fortescue. The sketches were also performed by Nadine Bailey, Sarit Wilson-Chen, Rebecca Diaz, Murren Kelly and Daniel Smith. Jingles were written and performed by James Walsh. The theme tune was written by James Walsh and performed by James Walsh and Rebecca Diaz. Pandemon